International. to death I, uh, I downloaded his album and it's very funny and I'm very proud of him yeah. but the very uh, first track on this album starts with an A so it like it comes up very first as my very first track so oh, I told you you just got you just have to put that shit on shuffle because then whenever it starts up it'll just start on a random song instead of the first one. Oh, I just deleted that song that that's joke <laughs> like no that's fine like... it's it's that joke is only fine like if I'm being <laughs> completely honest with myself it is only fine it's a good joke I think it's good what did y'all put in your coffees? They look so much better than mine. I have oat milk. I oat have, milk. That's good. I have just like a iced vanilla latte. We're milking oats now because this, like this almond, isn't giving me that creamy look that exactly. yours has. I'm kind of jealous of the oat milk. Oat milk's pretty good. I, I I've heard a lot of people talking about oat milk recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this definitely just yeah. tastes like tastes like bitter coffee. That's been down. <laughs> yeah, this whole episode of Extra Salty is just about like what kind of milk goes best in a nice coffee, and everyone's just like, I feel gypped. Oat milk. <laughs> We are recording. God damn it. We are recording. I, was like, <laughs> I wasn't going to ask because I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I've turned over a new leaf. But I, I saw the gears turning in your head. That's why I mentioned it. Well, in that case, welcome to another episode of Extra Salty. As always, I'm Jasmine Ellis. And I'm Kai Krebs. Beer, 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 beer. I, wish, I wish we had sound. I wish. No, I don't want sound effects. Oh, my God. If we had the, the air horn, it would be. <laughs> I think all oh, podcasts are would just be people, so regular. Yeah. It's just people making the air, air horns out with their mouth now. So now we're officially a podcast uh, brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> like, I wonder if you could just pretend you have just sponsors. pretend that you have a sponsor, yeah. and, and people then... would be like, "Oh, that's more legit." Yeah. Like, she Squarespace. That's what Big Daddy G does. Yeah, Who's Big Daddy G. <laughs> He's a local uh, personality, uh, pers- local TV personality, um, where he was just randomly saying, "Like, and Band Aid is now sponsoring us," and he just like happened to have Band Aids. At least that's what I think. I don't actually know. He may have actually been sponsored by Band Aids, but it would not have made sense. Yeah. So, that would be that would be a weird sponsor to have. Exactly. That's why I think it was a joke. But It's been a long time since I've seen a Band-Aid commercial. It's one of those things you just know you have to have. For those of you tuning in, that third voice is our guest today, <laughs> Sheila de Guzman. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm so, I'm stoked. I'm excited too. I'm very excited to hear your story. So uh, we were kind of filling you in on how the podcast works, but yeah. as always, we are a deep dive into resentment, love, <laughs> loss, and all those feelings in between. Um, funny people trying to talk about unfunny serious topics and uh, you know give our completely unmedically trained opinions <laughs> okay I appreciate that yeah no we are not qualified but we have lots of them um, yeah and the way we kind of kick it off is uh, of course we're gonna ask why you're salty and I'm sure you've got <laughs> something valuable to share with the world and then our reasons are usually pretty petty and dumb so Kai Petty, petty and dumb is where we live. Petty and dumb is <laughs> we we own the property there. We're not renting. Um, so what do we have today as a petty reason to oh, be salty? Oh God, I don't know. Like I I like things have been going really well for me lately. So it's like I've actually been like I know I know like you look offended by that, but. <laughs> 
I, I mean, I would say that the thing that's like irritating me the most is like I'm like still kind of getting over being sick right now, and it's yeah. like just it's just lingering too much, and it's driving me insane. That was my thing. I'm irritated that you're sick because mm. I started to feel that scratchiness in the back of my mm. throat, and I was like, <gasps> Kai hugged me. This directly came from Kai. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, you know what? I'll just be the lightning rod for the for problems. I, like that's fine. I'll take that one for the team. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't. I get so irritated being sick, like because mm-hmm. I just don't like being slowed down. Mm-hmm. Like because I, I like I do a lot and I move really fast. So then whenever something's slowing you down, like for like a dumb reason, where it's like no, 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 no. Listen, mm-hmm. you're gonna be tired and you're gonna cough up yellow stuff. It's not gonna actually be that uncomfortable but you're gonna have to go a little slow and I'm like that's Mm. so dumb like what a dumb what a dumb bacteria (laughs) that's so intense Um, actually I was joking about it being the the reason I'm salty because you're sick I I, I took my day quill I think I'm gonna be okay I'm gonna make myself go to bed no I'm salty because moving is so fucking hard yeah oh my god moving is so hard why can't you just rent everything and then give it all back and then go (laughs) Why don't apartments come fully furnished and decorated with renewable toilet paper and you just pay a bigger fee and food that restocks itself? That way, when you need to leave, you can just leave it all behind. I, when we got to the last rungs of moving, it was just like, just throw the shit out. (laughs) We threw away the trash. Like, we don't have trash cans. I went to three different stores trying to get great deals on trash cans today Mm -hmm. because we threw away our trash. And then we had so much trash from moving. Mm -hmm. There was nowhere. <laughs> to put the trash. Oh, also, our new trash people don't pass during holidays. So mm-hmm. our neighbors have like, there's like a couple, like, I don't know what this says about like if my neighborhood is ghetto but there was just <laughs> corn on the cob all huh. over the floor like, I was like why what Why? I don't even corn on the cob there's just like huge pieces of, and all these like crows were mm. swooping down to eat the corn off the cob so <laughs> I was too scared to throw our bags of garbage in the garbage and I was like I'm just gonna go buy trash cans <laughs> to buy myself some time until Friday when the trash man comes whenever I was in Ohio since Ohio is a big corn state there were a couple times where even though it was in Columbus like a bigger city like I I would look down at the road and there would be a corn on the cob that had just really? been like run over by a truck. But I saw it like four times and I was there for like three days. Is that a driving snack? I've never... <laughs> can you imagine like you're steering with your elbows but you got like both ends on the cob? Like, <laughs> just like ripping husks and throwing them out the window. Oh my goodness. So yesterday I, had, I, I reached the full end. The full end mm-hmm. of like how angry... Actually, how just how angry I could be. Sometimes something is so inconvenient your brain protects text yourself from it yeah so a week ago Alex who's my fiance he warned me that we would have some issues with our gas and I didn't put two and two together that your gas affects whether or not you have hot water yeah so mm-hmm. after we did all of our moving Sunday and I was getting ready to host out of bounds I was just so like I'm just sweaty and dripping and looking forward to getting into a nice hot shower oh no and I stick my hand and it's still and it's still cold 30 minutes it's still cold it's still cold 30 minutes I said baby is there something wrong with the water like it's it's coming out cold he goes we don't have any gas and I'm like what does that have to do with the water (laughs) (laughs) I need hot and he's like oh the, the gas heats the water and I was like so you mean to tell me I can't take a shower he goes you can it'll just be cold and I was like 
what? So I pull out a package of makeup wipes and just like <laughs> makeup wipe my whole naked body, change my underwear, put baby powder in my drawers and go host the show at uh, Out of Balance. I'm like a minute or two less late, which was stressful. And then this morning, again, your brain protects you from the things that make you furious. Right, right. So I woke up ready to take a nice warm oh, bath no. and a warm, nice warm shower and start my day. And I fucking couldn't. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a goddamn pioneer woman and take out our biggest pot and boil yeah, water on the stove and put it into the tub. So I fill the tub about halfway with cold water. Mm. And then I get a big gumbo pot yeah. of hot water. And I say hot plus cold equals warm. warm. Mm-hmm. No. Hot plus cold <laughs> equals, equals cold in. as shit with what? a little hot spot in the middle <laughs> where you like burn your yes. toe and then it doesn't <laughs> Oh no. I was just standing there and I was like, baby, can you just keep boiling water and pouring it on me? He's like, I can't. We don't have time for that. <laughs> so I just took the word and we finally, I've been told that I have water. Uh-huh. If I don't have water, I'm going to go to a women's shelter. Like this. Is, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is a beautiful gym. <laughs> I don't There's know what to do. Go to the I could ask Kai, but instead, I don't know i might just like ethan and donna might just catch me in their sink (laughs) she's been there 20 minutes get out (laughs) like this is why all the bathrooms have locks on them in la like this is why (laughs) to keep homeless people from showering there like that's gonna be me i'm gonna go back to the coffee shop and just (sighs) i've had on the same jeans for three days i I like like myself (laughs) i like that like the one thing that alex said to you instead of just like no i'm not gonna keep pouring hot water on you that's ridiculous he was like we just don't have time (laughs) but he would well, do it he means well he's so sweet <laughs> today he was like hey I know I know that you took off today to get a lot of work done but make sure you take a nap I want you to take care hmm. of yourself and I was like oh that's I was like I'm fine I don't have time for a nap but I get what you're saying he goes it's important to practice self care and I was like I fucking hate <laughs> I hate when he says shit that I know he heard on NPR I know uh, you know what I mean I don't none of this makes any sense to him and I'm like self care I have a ton of face masks alright I moisturize <laughs> everything you have big pores don't fucking talk to me about Jesus. self-care with your big ass pores that wasn't a nice i'm marrying that man you, you should ju- you should just be glad that it sounds like he finally got a pinterest account <laughs> he's really trying and i just i just i get irritable when i can't take a hot shower man, you really went there with the big pores yeah i did did he understand how insulting that actually probably has no idea his pores are big and so like <laughs> No idea. Tell a woman that that's like scandalous. Oh my Tell a guy that he's like, all right. I've I never done it. I, I know you wouldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I have definitely called somebody a bow-legged cunt before, <laughs> but I've never said it. <laughs> <a bird. laughs> so, yeah, there are just some lines you don't cross. Yeah. Oh goodness. So those are like I said, silly petty our reasons tell us a little bit yeah what's right, that? i think you actually have a little bit of a yeah. story for us too kind of kind of walk walk us through your story and tell us what happened <laughs> yeah so um funny thing uh, my boyfriend's also called alex okay I mean alex um and so I, I feel like i have to set up the stage where you understand that he is a sweet person sure. <laughs> so that way, when we get down later in the line then when you, you feel like you should resent him too like that's not the case <laughs> um but uh so let's say i moved to austin 
Austin February 2014. Mm-hmm. He moved March 2014 for South by. We met in April 2014. Okay. Very lucky how that happened because I find that that's not exactly the case for most people. Single no, that's people. fast. It's really fast. Yeah. And so um, I come from Louisiana. Uh, hey, me what? too. Wait, what? all of us. Yes. What? Yeah. Wait, wait. Baton Rouge. Uh, Alexandria. My mom's from Lafayette. My dad's from Thibodeau. I was born in Texas. Wow. But literally but just like, I get that. You said gumbo pot. So I was like, nobody would say gumbo pot unless they know what a gumbo <laughs> pot is. And I was like, okay. It's also just a large pot. But I'm like, no, no, no. It's, no, no, a, no, gumbo it's a gumbo pot. pot. Oh, yeah. I, I, you call things what you do in them. But the <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's exactly what it is. Like, so, I was like, I need a, I need a tampon can for like the, <laughs> the trash can that goes by the toilet. Right. The tampon the tampon. Can. Men don't have a trash can by the toilet. They have a trash can. I guess they don't. But it doesn't have yeah. to live near the toilet. Yes. Like, because you have to have like, a tampon. Yes. Can. I understand okay. that. Okay. Well, so that's y'all, so interesting. Yeah. So I'm from Louisiana. We met very fast. He's from Philly. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And oh, Philly so, people are the worst. Uh, he was right outside of Philly. Okay. So I feel okay. like that's okay. So he didn't have that onion, <laughs> that onion cheese sandwich smell. <laughs> He's more of the broccoli rub and sharp provolone oh. person. So I, I can't handle that, but that's him. He loves it. Stands by it. And so, yeah met him he was the sweetest we could be and um we we got together because he got me a pecan porter i happened to go see a show that a friend of his was um, or a friend of mine was the lead singer it was his first time ever playing in austin or mm-hmm. like with a band and for whatever reason the singer had it out for him i shouldn't say that because he might hear this but just like they kept messing him up and i'm like how do you mess up zach brown band you can't really mess that one up and so I was making fun of him, and that, for some reason, ended us talking a lot. And uh, we just have been talking since. Aww. So it's been really sweet. Um, That's a meet cute. <laughs> well, the thing about that is that he's a musician. And when I told my mom that he, my, I had to prepare for this, I was like, Mom, I'm dating a musician. She cried. She legitimately <laughs> cried. And so she's like, Anak, you know, just, I don't want him to, you know, I just, what is he going to do? What does he do? I'm like, Mom, he's a musician. He's like, yeah. Yeah, but what, what does he do? I was like, he plays music. That's what he does. And so that turned into a very difficult conversation. So much so that the first time I let him meet my parents, I was like, I know we're getting there at 1 a.m., but you need to dress up in like nice jeans and a button-down shirt. They're going to be in their pajamas, but you need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so we had to pull over at this at a gas station so he t- had t- so he could change and look nice. And of course, my mom was just like, "Hi, how are you?" And like went back to bed. But if he would have had on pajamas or what he flew in, <laughs> what it would have been a thing. Just, no, we do the eight, seven to eight hour drive. Yeah. So we do that overnight to go from Austin to Baton Rouge. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So that's a long one. It, it's a, and, sure. it's a, and it's a boring one because it's just it's interstate pretty, the whole way. It's pretty boring, but he seems to like it. It's so funny. <laughs> I meet a guy from Philly who studies music and does that whole thing. And he mm-hmm. happens to love Zydeco. Really? He loves all things Zydeco, all things jazz, all things blues. Mm. And he kept asking me and I'm like, there is no culture in Baton Rouge. Like I, there. Mm, come on okay Lafayette come on there there really isn't there really isn't I mean uh, no there is history I I did a show at a fake Irish pub that took two (laughs) months to send me a $50 check so 
I don't really have like a whole lot of nice things to say about the city, but I don't want to like talk down on a city. Well, Wait, it's I just it's did not that talking with Philly. down on it to say I, that it's it just doesn't did have that culture. with Philly, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say it's not talking down on it to say it doesn't have culture. There's just a really big fucking college there, so people like it's just a city yeah. of transplants. That's like, true. It is a city of transplants, and it's a sleepy city because yeah. he was telling me like, "Hey, let's go see music." I'm like, "Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I don't know where people go see music in this town. Like, we all go home, we go get a drink." And then we watch whatever's on TV. That was like what's fun. And so he was the one who's just like, oh my God, did you know all of this Chitlin Circuit stuff and this history and blues and jazz and like news to me? And I've lived here for 20 something years. Yeah. And so, so he, so funny that he knew about that. But, um, but being a musician, I mean, like talking about just opening worlds for me. I mean, I'm a business major twice over, marketing masters. My friend circuit is full of, of engineers and business people like those type of people where I mean let me put it this way we would be the type of people that would be on the west 6th street yeah so <laughs> let me put it that way um, he would be the type of person who's on the east side of 6th street I would have never met this type of person and so he was taking me to shows all the time and I was like I don't know what this world is mm-hmm. I don't know what these indie local bands are mm-hmm. and stuff like that and um, it would get interesting because I remember this one show where um, I think it was Mingo Fishtrap. Okay, that means nope. you don't know them. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I'm, a, I'm not as well-versed in local music as I should be. Exactly. There's a great like, scene here, and there's so much to take in. Right. I was going to say, something called Mingo Fish Trap. That sounds local. Yeah, but it, they're, they're great. They're great. But for some reason, the lights kept like hitting my eyes just wherever we sat. I kept mm. making him move. I was like, wherever we're sitting, these lights are awful. I hate them. And um, we eventually had to leave like maybe 15 minutes in because it was so bad. And um, he has this huge record collection of a thousand records, or if not more. Wow. And he would be, he would like play music for me, and I'm like, I know this record, this record, and this record. Everything else, <laughs> g- go ahead. I don't know. So he's like very very deep in the music world. He studied at Berkeley doing wow. piano, and so wow. see, I didn't know what Berkeley was. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's the t- it's the Harvard of music. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So yeah. I, I I thought Juilliard was the Harvard of music. Oh, maybe I'm like, wrong. I don't know. I don't know. But I think it's different, right? Yeah. I think it's different styles. Yeah. And so yeah, he studied at Berkeley. Now remember. I told my mom that he's a musician. Right. When I told her that she studied, he studied at Berkeley. Mom's like, "Oh, California, that's amazing!" And mm-hmm. like, I didn't know this too. And so I think Juilliard typically is like more classical music. Yeah, classical I think that's trains. what it is. I think so too. And for someone who wants to be at the top of a career in um, in contemporary music, right? Want to mm-hmm. go to Berkeley, right? So yeah. I had no clue about these things, and so like knowing that like he has that background, and so <laughs> just I remember like he played Herbie Hancock for me the first time, and that's like one of his favorites so later years later or whatever um i took him to one of the shows herbie hancock happened to be in town with wayne shorter i think i'm saying that right and um oh my god i left in tears i hated it so much <laughs> oh no i hated it why and did so, you hate it i don't know well first of all other people who have attended it said they went um avant-garde again i don't know what that means <laughs> but um it if you listeners do artistic and weird for the sake of being artistic <laughs> i also just weird. i also just love anytime you ask somebody like why did you hate it and it starts with first of all <laughs> 
<laughs> it was well because then and then at one point Wayne Shorter um, on his I think saxophone something like that just played one note for what seemed to be minutes and I was like I don't understand this this hurts my ears my I was pal- like my heart was palpitating I left in tears it was so painful so then when Herbie Hancock did an ACL live show I'm gonna I was like, at them when this episode no, drops <laughs> like hey Herbie Hancock haven't heard your shit here's the most honest review I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I felt so bad too because he was getting like a Grammy or something at that award, at that show so I was like oh I'm gonna like this I respect the guy he's obviously a mm. good artist and a good musician I'm sh- I should like this left in tears yeah. I'm that, mad about that is that something that you found yourself having to do a lot was like leaving shows from like being like kind of overstimulated yes. either by the lights Way, or the style yes so the lights were always too much the sounds were too much I, like I said I went to go see Herbie Hancock again mm. same thing just like couldn't do it could not do it how did uh, how did your boyfriend react at the time like whenever like you were going to all these shows with him and then like we're having to leave like did that create any kind of like rift between y'all or um he was very understanding because he knew it was genuine pain okay like he knew it was just like okay you're not bored and you seriously right. want to be here like sometimes we paid a cover or a ticket to be mm-hmm. here you're actually in pain so it would always be like one or two songs more and then leave and so okay. so that was that is jazz in music music in my life that mm. here I am dating a musician and I don't like the audio part of it now I don't and since are you uh, with musicians I guess do you have a huge musician like is your fiance a musician no but I can definitely mm-hmm. result I can definitely relate to feeling a little bit of distance in a relationship when something that's so important so to someone important, else does yeah. not click to you right. I um, I have a, f- a couple things going on with me I do have some issues that have led to PTSD mm-hmm. and some triggers and so for me I do not enjoy horror movies yeah, yeah I don't yeah. like being scared I can't ever sur- like, like my brain over surrenders yeah. to what's going on and so if I'm scared watching a movie I'm scared for two days after that like <sighs> yeah, I yeah. I can't get the adrenaline back down and I hate it it's a horrible feeling yeah, for me. yeah. my fiance his dream is to write horror films oh, horror no. novels <laughs> and he's like he's gotten he's working on getting some published with some different uh, podcasts like <laughs> whenever we go on road trips when I follow sleep sometimes so like tr- like almost switch it to his horror podcast when he's like I don't want you to like hear yeah. it while sleeping. <laughs> yeah. so it's like it's this whole huge part of who he is yeah. that I cannot connect with him on yeah and so I used to be you, you sound like you're probably better than me I used to get insecure oh no um, absolutely also he's just always been into like indie weird <laughs> books and NPR and like I don't know, to be honest smart people shit yeah and I'm a smart person who likes basic shit I'm people yeah. smart <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. I don't. That sounds. I don't have time for no books. I'm out, <laughs> I'm out here getting it. But like, I am incredibly extroverted. Yeah, I yeah. didn't spend a lot of time behind books. So like, I used to be like, you want one of these? You want one of these manic pixie dream girls? You you want one of these like girls with pink nipples and short hair? And you don't pink nipples. Oh, that was, like, <laughs> I get that. I get that though. He would, he would fuck I feel me, that. He would fuck with me and go pink nipples. You don't say like. <laughs> But I would get insecure that yeah. I couldn't fit into this idea of this perfect person for him yeah. because I was so fundamentally different. And I was like, what mm-hmm. are you doing with me? Well, no, that insecurity, like uh, I was trying to get to is that a musician, like they have to hustle in this town. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many, there's a huge supply with very little demand and very little pay. And oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I was not ready for that. I mean, when he had to take, he was taking gigs every Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Wednesday. And it's just like, when do I see you? And then on top of that, he was on three bands in three bands and so what mo- 
Monday was one band's rehearsal. The other one was on Wednesday in addition to a gig right after. And I mean, it was just all over the place. Yeah. And then he was probably still working some type of a day job to support himself, he right? He is. Uh, so he, he teaches piano lessons. Mm-hmm. So so that was where the timing was, where he was teaching piano lessons when kids got out. So he's only avail- he only mm. teaches between like, what, two to maybe seven o'clock, eight yeah. o'clock, eats a little dinner, goes straight into rehearsal, mm-hmm. goes to a gig or something like that. Whereas me, I have a day job. I'm leaving at like eight or nine or something mm-hmm. like very, that. Very different schedules. Very different schedules. And it's like, maybe I'll catch you at seven o'clock. But that also means that I can't go work out at that time or I can't go to a happy hour or I can't do this and that in order to catch you at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, as the breadwinner, I mean, that's that's the resentment. That's the saltiness because mm-hmm. I'm here making the money. I am. Um, I got my grad degree. I'm supposed to be that woman that is succeeding going up. Mm-hmm. And I never really imagined what my husband would be doing, but I thought that he would be like me. Yeah. In that way. So here I have, and that's where it got, that's the guilt. That's mm-hmm. the insecurity. Like, the insecurity is where, um, one, he's out a lot. He's with people who are much more like him, who can withstand these songs and this timing and things like that. So it's just like, why wouldn't you want somebody who's also like you? Why wouldn't you want that? And he's always made it clear that he's never wanted that. He's just like, why do I want another one like me? You're the one challenging me. You're the one making me see these different things. Like, I was the one That's who pointed so out. Nice. It was very nice. Um, and so, like, like I said, he's a very sweet person. And um, I was the one who, kind of helped him understand like lyrics are important <laughs> that music is great and all like you're listening mm-hmm. to all of this instrumental stuff but it's also the story and that's what makes you that's what makes your fans love your music at some point because oh, yeah. they want to hear your story yeah. and so that kind of pushed him to like find a singer who was going to enunciate better but um, <laughs> uh, I mean you don't sing along you, I know you don't sing along <laughs> to the piano riff I know you like. don't you can try but it's just like you want to know those lyrics and so whereas all of his friends were just like yeah you know I love the guitar part or the bass part and they would say like oh that's nasty that was sick and I'm just like I, why, what's nasty about this I thought this was a good thing like, I thought you liked this but apparently it's nasty and they would of course have to explain that um, so yeah just it was driving me absolutely crazy just every day we would in the morning what is your schedule at 11am what is your schedule 2pm hmm. what is your schedule 7pm what is your schedule so he's not a little type A he's <laughs> is he not type A in that sense at all or well, no. he has to be flexible. Yeah. Right? right. Especially when it comes to students. Okay, first student got sick and have to push it back. Second student um, now has to, can't get home until four o'clock. And you have to be understanding about that. And then same with rehearsals. Like one night he came back from rehearsal and said, oh, the band's done. No more rehearsals. And so I'm like, okay, now I have to change my understanding of what Tuesday evenings are going to be. And then having to change all of that. Mm-hmm. But all of that kind of came together to the point of where like, do I leave somebody? over this where one I don't fit into his passion of music and what that sounds like and then two I don't fit into his passion of his timing of his career how can I hate somebody for his career I'm kind of I'm kind of curious like because I I feel like we kind of made a jump to like starting to consider leaving someone like was it was most of the rift like just like how you felt and the differences between how your worlds align or was it also like causing fights between you as a couple like yeah. What was kind of like the map of like how that started to play out? Sure. So the funny thing is that early in the relationship, I was like, I don't want to resent you. And I knew it early on that I was like, You're, we're setting ourselves up to resent him. Because at that time, he was thinking about tours. Mm. He was thinking about long-term stuff, residencies, and things like that. Yeah. And I was... 
like for example he had um, our we have a date night it's Thursday night Thursday nights from six to nine that is date night that is secure and it's like sacred to me but then he has his new band and he's just like the only way to get ahead is to have a residency and he's like oh the only time I have is Thursday nights and I blew up at him oh. I was like that is date night that has always been date night that has been date night for three years and so on so yeah we definitely fought about that type of stuff and like the other thing for me to consider here is that I was engaged before I oh. was engaged oh. to the person I thought I would be engaged to the engineer who's doing really well I mean graduated 4.0 at his school got a job immediately doing real well nice fella but I bet your parents loved him <laughs> They said he was too stuck up. But I will say that when I tried to break up with him, my parents said, you need to behave. <laughs> you need to behave because who else is going to take care of you? And that lit a fire mm. under me. That's just You're like, going to take care of exactly. you. That's why you have these I'm gonna two take, degrees. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to take care of myself. And when it became clear to him that his family mm. and him were not aligned with what I wanted to do, when I told them that I was going to get a job offer from Dell and it was going to be pretty good, like not only mm -hmm. that, but I'm probably going to make more than your son. They said that's not possible. Ooh. It's not possible for a woman to make more than a man. And I was like, bye. <laughs> bye. So. Get out before it gets worse. <laughs> which I did. He is now happily married, has a baby. I'm glad for him. It was clear that it mm -hmm. wasn't me. So that's the same thing for Alex. Mm -hmm. I was like, is it, is it not me? Like, mm. it's okay that it's not me. I just, I need to know what it is. And so all of those questions of like, is this the right thing? Are, are, are we, is this um, what you actually want? Is this what I actually want? So yeah, I mean, we talk about years of just the guilt, the insecurity, resentment. Every time he'd go out and what I would think is having fun, I'm here at home with mm -hmm. the dog. <laughs> like, all right, I'm just waiting. And eventually I kind of learned that wasn't the right way to view that. Right. Like, it's work. Yes. His yeah. work is at this time. It could be having fun, but at the same time, he had always made it clear that he always wanted to be back home, like back with me so much so that he wrote a song about it. And it's really cute. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, called 20 miles above. And as he always presents it um, with his band, slow cooked is um, it's whenever you can't get home fast enough to be with your boo. Is that That's why your earrings are a crock pot? <laughs> that is a rice cooker. <laughs> Oh, is it slow cook? I was like, uh, but yes, <laughs> yes, my earrings is a rice paddle and a rice cooker um, because slow cooked, I mean, we're huge foodies. And so that's, again, like kind of why I didn't leave was because there were so many other good things. There's so many other good things about that. But um, that all of that resentment could not. Like I couldn't find somebody else mm -hmm. who would also have his job. Like what happens? Like here I am helping entrepreneurs as part of my day job. Here is an entrepreneur hustling. It just so happens to be music. Mm -hmm. How hypocritical would it, would it be of me to leave him because like, I'm sorry, you're too busy. You're not convenient for me mm. on my schedule. Your passions are just uh, too much. It just wouldn't work out. So like, is that kind of like the thinking that sort of like made you start to like take the steps and like talking to him about like, look, there's something going on we got to figure this out. <laughs> well, um, when you actually say when something was going on, um, let me just say that uh, last June or something like that, it came to a, a point where I had a mental breakdown mm. because of everything in my life. Like Thank work wasn't going that. out. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I tried to kill myself three times. I'm so glad so, you were here I'm and you made it through that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. I just, I really appreciate you for that because there's so much stigma to it and we have it in our minds that like the kind of person who, who attempts suicide is just so, Someone who's nuts and, and 
can't yeah. function and it's like here you are you're talented you're smart and you're living life but you're fighting depression and you're getting yeah. through it so yeah it, it was just there were so many in uh, it's so many invalidations mm-hmm. let's just say mm-hmm. like and a lot of it kind of stemmed to like I can't leave a guy who's doing his best like and I can't do that and I have a job and it's going great but I want more and I want more out of my life this is not where I thought I'd be this like I'm not behaving as I said something is wrong 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 it goes in your head and like mental breakdown and um, out of that that is kind of where we went to couples therapy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I can't say so I, I can't say enough about couples therapy like it was so good for us we actually went to an art therapist and so things that we couldn't really communicate or it was just too tough to talk about we would like draw it out or we use different colors to say like this is the emotion that we're feeling and so that's been great and then I went to go see a psychiatrist and went to use Talkspace Talkspace is amazing on an app where mm-hmm. you get to talk to a therapist like 15 mm-hmm. minutes a day and I mean we were working at things and um, I set one of those up and then lost my login oh, no. like it was just like my. I remember my Whoa. username was like sad clown <laughs> damn girl oh gosh my, my 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 insurance lapsed and I was like I yeah. need to talk to somebody yes. uh, this is such a stressful week and no, then I no, lost no. my password I was who's, like, I'm so stressed yeah. whose idea was it to like start to like venture into couples therapy and it was mine however he was on board the, every minute of it mm-hmm. um, and so because he saw that I was obviously in pain and he's like I don't know how to help you like mm-hmm. I, on that level I don't know how to help you I can yeah. give you hugs I can be here for you but there's clearly something more to it and um, actually what ended up happening is that he came back one day from his lessons and he's like you know um, I uh, I was just teaching my, set les- uh, my lessons and um, you kind of remind me of some of my students I'm like well that's cute I guess little kids and stuff and he's like no 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 um, some of my autistic students and I was like uh like what like what does that mean and he's like well you obviously have problems with uh rituals and routines that Mm -hmm. any slight thing in my routine will mess up you you go berserk or whatever that rituals like um your date nights are important to you you need to have that sensory wise these lights these audio Mm -hmm. and everything like that it's setting you off have you ever considered that Mm -hmm. now i'm the type of person who doesn't like when somebody says like oh i'm ocd i'm like no so you're not yeah so i was like i'm i'm not gonna like I'm not going to take this anywhere. <laughs> sure, you a little bit offended or um, open to it. Yeah, I was open to it because I had heard about sensory processing disorder, okay. and so somebody had mentioned that that could be tied to it because like sensory something was wrong. Like clearly, mm-hmm. like the light should not have bothered me. The 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 uh, the sound should not have bothered me. And actually, it was the eclipse last year that everybody I know. So everybody was freaking out at the eclipse, saying like, "Don't look straight into the sun. It's mm-hmm. going to be like this like type of painful." light I'm like oh my god that is every bright light for me all the time so I was like so that's unusual what does that say about me that that is every light that I see every glare from the sun every light at like a stadium or something like that so that's what kind of turned me on to the sensory processing disorder Mm -hmm. so then when he said autism I was like I hate you but (laughs) you might have a point there (laughs) I was at I I know I'm sensitive like (laughs) I'd be like are you trying to gaslight me I know (laughs) diagnosis how dare you I know I know then I went on Talkspace and I told my therapist she's like no see like that 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 may not be it and I'm like okay so I'm getting a lot of mixed you know things here but Mm -hmm. yeah we took the test and so say like anything under 70 is considered uh uh, what is a typical neurotypical okay. mm-hmm. and anything over 85 was like you have a high possibility of, of autism mm-hmm. I was a 95 wow oh. 
Yeah. And so that blew my mind. But all of a sudden, like, all of the things that we'd been arguing about, the things that we were going to therapy for, whole new light, whole new context about, it's not like, he had to understand that I will never understand some of his logic. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that I said it was like, it just doesn't compute for me. Some of these arguments that you're having, you're arguing about this, and I'm arguing about something else, and we're just not going to see that together. And so it became then, therapy became about how do you argue (laughs) properly, Mm -hmm. knowing that that logic is not on the same level. That's interesting. It's like learning. It's like learning to speak each other's language. Yes. Well, see, that was the thing. I was like, love languages. That's mm-hmm. that's what I knew about. And then you had autism. I'm like, wow. Like that's a whole other language that he's just never going to understand. Speaking of which, so, I, I stand for love languages. What's yours? I, I am. Uh, I think uh, this gifts. That's why he gave me these rice cookies. He always Aww. gives me quirky earrings. I have a fork and spoon and like these uh, little records that he found everywhere we go. He always gets me earrings. So that's sweet. He's a, I'm a gifts person. I I'm a words of affirmation person. He's a words of affirmation person too. Most performers are. It's, yeah. I mean, we need we need affirmation from hundreds of people so at like, a time. <laughs> so, like talking about things that we resented each other for, gifts, me, words of affirmation. He would say, "I love you," and I would like do the Han Solo thing of like, "I know." <laughs> I did not know that that was hurting him. I did not know that that really was painful for him until couples therapy where we kind of talked about it. And he, was, yeah. he had to open up about that. And he's like, I really don't like it when you do that. And I was like, oh, I just thought I was being funny. Ha ha. Like, I'm real, not really good at funny per autistic like stuff there. Um, and he's like, no, no, no. Can you at least just try to work at it? Because he would, we do right. this thing where he, he's like, I love you. And it's like, oh, um, how much do you love me? And as a very literal person, I just, I don't know. And he's like, like last night, he's like, I love you more than, <laughs> he's like, I love you more than all the barbecue in the world. He had just smoked a 10 pound pork butt. So like, that's, that's a lot, you know? And like, that's a lot for him. And he's like, okay, how about you? How much do you love me? It's like, I love you um, a lot. Like, a good bit a good bit is what I say I love you a good, good bit. bit and he's like well what does that mean I'm like well it's more than a bit it, it's, it's a good bit and I'm, it just I'm picturing a measuring cup being know, filled up and like, going up and down with love yeah <laughs> And it's just, it's so hard. Like, and that, like, again, we came to, like, I'm very literal. Mm-hmm. And he is, as a performer, as a creative, he's not. He's, like, he's more than willing to yeah. go all out there. So we've learned a lot. And um, so don't get me wrong, you know, resentment's still there. You know, he's still having to go do these studio recordings. And he may go on tour and stuff. And then for my work, I'm about to go travel a lot as well. I'm going to Mexico City and Sao Paulo next week, heading to India. Hey, in Sydney later this year and it's just like I need you to take care of everything back at home and so like that that trust and that understanding needs to be there mm-hmm. and um, I, I have I really have to credit therapy to that that we've really had to work on it but also I have to credit him that it's effort there's an effort there that he's just like I'm in it and I'm committed to it and then same for me it's a choice right yeah. so yeah yeah that's awesome that you guys are choosing each other every day yeah yeah Great. We have so many stories on the podcast about like, here's why my ex was a shitty, no good pile of fire crap. Like, to be fair, they so, are shitty, no good piles of fire crap. Like yeah. most of the time we're like, congrats on leaving. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, the, this is like a very, a very pleasant turn from like the usual <laughs> stories that we have, because like, I think that that's like a really, 
cool thing because like it it, it, just, it sounds like y- you you guys had all these things that you just kind of didn't know yeah. how to frame them and then once right. you finally kind of had like a little bit of an idea then you're like okay well now we have a framework to operate in oh, kind of yeah. gave you like a little bit more of a map on how to handle it that's absolutely really cool. because yeah it, it's definitely the guide i mean there's no guide to like relationship well there, there are guides to relationships like is it true is it accurate yeah. is it good for your actual relationship no but then it was just like it was a guide for um autism and then on top of that i found out i have ptsd mm. so i mean there were things that he was saying like as a joke and it would just trigger me like <laughs> we watched sorry to bother you and i came out in tears oh that shit freaked me out i i did not freaked like out, it yes but i was just like in tears crying about all of the insecurities and guilt i had and he's like sheila like why are you crying and i'm just like because i have a good job and i would i be that person would i be that person to leave everybody behind and triggers all the time still figuring them out man has everyone at the table seen sorry to bother you no (sighs) spoiler alert alert like i watched that and i was like my job could turn me into a horse so fast (laughs) i would fall for that shit i would fall for whatever a promotion like i'm on a hamster wheel struggling you know what i mean and you think about like what you would do and it was it was it was traumatizing i could see that yeah yeah and so just triggers everywhere we're still learning it and um He's there they every step every step of the way to help me out with that. So That's great. Yeah. We always like to kind of wrap up with advice. Yeah. Sure. Um, what advice would you give to someone who's in a relationship with two people with, with very different careers and very different life trajectories and very different interests? How do you make it work when you're actively deciding I, I wanna love this person, I love this person and I wanna keep choosing them? How do you make it work? How do you make it work is uh what we had to do is we had, had to take that moment and be honest. Like mm-hmm. are is this what we want? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in La La Land. <laughs> I, oh my God, we cried right after that movie because it, it was true and it kind of made us realize we obviously chose each other instead of like our careers are great but in the end we want to be with each other. Like we want to be with each other and in 50 years we want to own um, a Ben breakfast and he will be cooking the, the barbecue and playing the tunes for my people <laughs> and I'm baking the bread for everybody. We are committed to that that idea and I think for other people they have to see is that what I want? Yeah. Um, is there something underlying all of this that says this is the person I don't really believe in the one I don't Mm -hmm. like if uh, also love is complicated for me to understand but is this the person that you can say yes to all the time over anything else is what I would say and um, everything will fall fall into place and I know like I guess um, so that's one with the love but also with the career is he he never made me choose one over the other Mm -hmm. and that's the same thing for him like I, I, ha- I could never do that to him too so it's about love and respect I would say it's a choice to do this uh, to be a part of this relationship and also to respect your choice if you are going to if you are going to make this choice be committed to it fully and everything about that person don't tolerate somebody never tolerate somebody and I think that was the thing for me I always knew that Alex adored me if he doesn't adore you think about that can you stand somebody with that when it gets tough will they leave or will they stay like he did so yeah oh 
Thank you so much for sharing all of that. <laughs> of course. Really, really appreciate you coming on the podcast and just, just really opening us up and sharing yeah. something really different with us today. So thank you so much. If people we, enjoyed, sorry, oh, Kai, no, I'm just running. No, you're fine. Uh, I, we were about to start doing the same thing. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I was just going to say at the end of the, po- at the end of the podcast, we always ask if uh, anybody wants to keep track of you, follow you online, uh, where would they be able to do that? Or if they wanted to check out uh, your husband's band. <laughs> um, yeah. So his band is slow cooked soul.com. Um, they, he sees himself as a mix of what I think he said, Shaka Khan and Steely Dan. So if that's your thing, I'm all in. That sounds amazing. <laughs> He's like, it's the gumbo of Shaka Khan and Steely Dan. So if that's your thing, please check them. Yes. He's, he's using all of our trigger words. <laughs> That's so cute. So I would certainly check them out on Instagram and Facebook. And then for me, um, I have a medium. So at mm-hmm. Sheila de Guzman. Um, and then um, on Instagram is where you'll probably see a lot of my stuff as well. At S-D-E-G-U-Z-1. If you want to keep track, I'm going to have a post out uh, coming up soon about how I've spent over $10,000 in mental health since last June. So wow. if you want to see what that looks like, please stay tuned. Can you imagine <laughs> having stripper stacks on mental health? <laughs> You're like, fix me. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> yes. Thanks again, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you it. so much for coming on the show, and thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. Uh, if you like the show, feel free to check us out on social media. We are on Instagram at Extra Salty Podcast, and on Facebook and Twitter at, at Extra Salty Pod. Thank you guys so much for listening. Keep it salty. Stay salty. I never had to ask your love language. Bye. Oh, my love language. Do you know your love language? It's just money. Money. No, that's terrible. <laughs> Actually. It's just money. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, keep it salty up. Bye. <laughs> International.